Welcome to the Mini Break Podcast, your daily roundup of the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Thursday, April 11th, and I am your host, Max Rothman. And I'm glad to be back here. It's been a minute since I've been on a pod. I know I was on with Gruskin, but whenever I'm on with him, it doesn't even really feel like I'm on. The kid just talks too much. Uh, And so I had to bring on the only guy who's got more energy than Gruskin onto the pod today, and that is Matt the Cracks to Koyak. What's going on, baby? I appreciate it, man. I know. I'm excited to have you back on. We, We need your energy on here. Well, before we hop into the action, I do want to plug, uh, you know, the, the classic podcast. Make sure you guys are going and liking, subscribing, commenting. Uh, if you've listened to some of the podcasts this week, you know that we are doing a little CR giveaway. If you give a five-star review and put your Twitter handle, your Instagram handle, your email, whatever it is, into your comment, uh, we will select someone at the end of each week and we will be sending out our CR gear. So uh, definitely be doing that on the mini break podcast and on our other podcast as well. Uh, And just a a little shout out to Gruskin who did a great interview with Ben Rothenberg. Uh, You know, he's got him on the mini break for a Twitter Tuesday segment and also for a GSP. And the second part of that will be coming out next week. Uh, And to lead us into today's conversation, I know, you know, this isn't a Tuesday, so technically I shouldn't be doing this. But uh, Westoff, if you can cue the, the Thursday Twitter sound effect, please. So there was a lot of, you know, stuff on Twitter, and I don't really know where to start. But I think the one that we have to bring up because we've, or at least personally, I've seen this all over, not just Twitter, but Instagram and other places. We have, you know, a, a pretty cool little story. Carlos Alcaraz is just for the fifth time since 2000, he wins a match against a player top 200, and he was only 15 years old. This is a guy who's been playing, you know, mainly ITF matches. He's currently ranked top 20 uh, in ITF, and you know he has now made it into the second round of the Challenger in Murcia, Spain. Uh, you know he he beats. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to laugh, but he beats Pedro Martinez, um, who is the five seed and ranked 151 in the world. So, you know, almost a top 150 win and, uh, you know, just such a cool story for a 15 year old. The only other players to, you know, do this, uh, some of them include Rafa, Richard Gasquet and Ryan Harrison, uh, as well as Bernard Tomich. So he's just the fifth player to do this since 2000, you know, to, to be a, a player 15 uh, and, and be the guy top 200. So maybe this is a guy that uh, we'll be seeing soon enough, you know, make making his way through the, the ranks of the ATP tour. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty good company with, with those guys that you mentioned there at 15. So I mean, it's not often that we see 15-year-olds, you know, winning matches at, at the professional level, let alone a challenger. So good for Carlos. I mean, it's great to see. Uh, he's obviously been working very hard. So hopefully he can, you know, just keep improving and, you know, he'll be right where he wants to be. We'll be seeing a lot more of him hopefully within the next few years. No doubt. So make sure to, to look out for that name, Carlos Alcaraz. Uh, that, that is a name you will be seeing. But moving on to the next tweet, um, I, I think we got to do this one because it, it you know, is too relevant uh, as far as last night. Dirk Nowitzki retires from the NBA. He played his last regular season game. And Tennis Channel did a, a cool little interview with him 
uh, talking about how actually Dirk Nowitzki's first sport was tennis. Uh, and it's kind of the first competitive sport that he got into from an early age. He, he was ranked like six or seven in Bavaria. And, you know, uh, it was a sport that he loves and still loves today. He, he's got a, a charity event uh, in Houston, uh, excuse me, in Dallas uh, that they do every year. And it's, you know, with tennis, you know, Andy Roddick and guys like that have, have been uh, showing up to it. So uh, I know you got a chance to, to see it too, but any thoughts on, you know, the seven footer Dirk? Yeah, it's cool, man. I mean, Dirk's always been one of those NBA guys that I've loved. I mean, I think everybody pretty much, whether you're a Mavs fan or not, uh, you got to love Dirk, right? He's just been doing it for so long. And, you know, there's a lot of athletes out there that that do really enjoy tennis. And that's great to see when guys from other sports, you know, talk about tennis and, and say that they enjoy playing it, getting out there. And, you know, that's just one of the great things about tennis. I mean, you can be pretty much any age, you know, any time and just get out on a court and have some fun. So, yeah, Dirk, I mean, imagine if he was on the tour right now, he'd be like Dr. Evo, right? About a 40-year-old <laughs> seven-footer just cracking serves. So, you know, it's not unprecedented. I'm sure he could have done something in tennis, but even he admitted that moving around the tennis court wasn't his – his favorite thing to do. He was more of just a, a big serve and big forehand kind of guy. Yeah. I mean, it, it's funny that you say that he would have been like a Dr. Evo. One, one of the things that he mentions is that, you know, a reason that he moved to basketball was that he, he felt kind of isolated as a seven footer uh, in tennis. And, you know, I wanted to like jump into this interview and be like, yo, Dirk, you know, you've got four guys now, or you know, maybe not four, but you've got a couple guys that, are seven foot six ten. He would have had company, man. He, he we could have seen Dirk on the tour. It would have, oh, it would have been sick. It just, <laughs> oh, I, I wish I could have seen him. You know, come out there and 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 hit some tennis balls. He does. He, they show some videos of of him. Yeah, he, he looks like he's got a nice uh, nice forehand there. He does, man. I mean, it would have been a laugh for sure. I would have enjoyed seeing him. Um, but you know, I mean, again, it, think about we've got what three guys that are 6'10 or taller on tour. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I can see where he thought he was a little bit isolated. I mean, almost everybody's not that size. And, you know, once he transitioned to basketball, you know, he felt a little bit more at home. So, you know, I don't think, I don't think he made a poor decision. Uh, you know, no, we're, he, we're talking he about says, a Hall of Famer. He even says it. <laughs> yeah, he says he, he made the right decision looking back. And uh, so, you know, kudos to him for, a great season, you know, great season, a great career in the NBA. You know, it's going to be sad not to see him and, uh, in, you know, you know, all the, the games that I've watched pretty much growing up 21 years is, is pretty spectacular. Well, enough about basketball. Let, let's move on to tennis. Cause that is what we are talking about. This is a tennis podcast. Uh, for our next tweet, we're going to move to a tennis channel tweet talking about Naomi Osaka. And before we get into the actual tweet, she did just sign with Nike, which is awesome. You know, she's had some uh, interesting thing going on with her sponsors and, you know, making sure that she can get some of it on her clothing, off her clothing. And, uh, you know, she deserves it to, to do whatever she wants with what she's wearing, considering she has recently won two Grand Slams. But... The tweet talks about Naomi Osaka's citizenship deadline is approaching and will she continue to play for Japan or will she represent the United States? And um, I'm going to let you start because I've, I've seen some other things on this, but I'm just curious your your you know initial thoughts on this. Well, I, I mean, I feel like she's going to stick with Japan. 
I, I really do. I don't I don't know why she would switch her her nationality and start playing for the United States. I mean, I think the whole the whole deal with that in the first place was I think Japan was helping her a little bit with funding a, a few years ago or something like that. And the U.S. wasn't really involved with her funding at all. So she decided to play for Japan. I'm not 100% certain on that, but that's that's at least how I understood it. So, I mean, unless something has changed, which I don't think it has, I'm under the impression that she's just going to continue to play for Japan. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, so she she says, like, I can't even believe people are questioning this. Of course I'm playing for Japan. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I think so, too. I, I know there are some people in the, the Twitter comments that say, you know, like, oh, you should be playing for the U.S. And, you know, there's so many U.S. fans that love you. And I think that's, you know, absolutely ridiculous. You know, we first of all, U.S. has plenty of players. This is a great you know, she's a great ambassador for Japan and, and a great role model for Japanese players to, to look up to, especially young girls there. Uh, so I, I think it's, you know, crazy that it's even in the conversation. But of course, people, not just Tennis Channel, everyone has been, you know, trying to spew this uh, little story to just to, to get some juice out there into the Twitter, tennis Twitter world. But uh, yeah, I think it'd be ridiculous for, for her to represent the U.S. Yeah, I mean, it would be cool. I would, <laughs> I would kind of enjoy seeing that. I mean, that would give us somebody else to root for. But you know, at the same time, I think you know, in in her case, you know, don't change a good thing, right? If it's not broke, don't fix it. She's got a good thing going. She's won two Grand Slams, reached number one in the world. Just, just ride for Japan. I mean, it, it's working. I hear you. Well, let, let's move on to our last Twitter segment, and. This is a tweet that originally went out by the ATP Tour, but I want to bring up John Millman's, uh, you know, retweet to this. So the ATP Tour posted this picture. Uh, it's a spoof on Stranger Things. They called it the Clay Court Things, and it's a picture. You know, it's got Rafa, Fed, Nadal, or excuse me, Rafa, Fed, Team Zverev. Uh, you know, you got. Uh, who else is on here? Tiafo, Shapo, Tsitsipas. So all the guys that they think. You know, are, are the clay quarters, Nishi Corey as well. Uh, and John Millman tweets back, I think we missed a couple of half decent clay court players here. And he tags Diego Schwartzman and Fabio Fonini, uh, Chechenato as well. First of all, the fact that Tiafo on there, I think, is laughable. I love the guy. He's had a great season, but I, we, I mean, and this is where I, I thought we, were, we would talk about, you know, the Americans and, and the clay court. I mean, he's, he hasn't proven himself on the clay. Come on. <laughs> Well, I think I think what they were hoping for was, was that this? you know Francis. <laughs> well, he's just a, he's a next gen guy. You know, you mentioned Tsitsipas as well as Shapovalov on there as well. I think they're just grouping those guys in together, saying, "Hey, look, you know, with these next gen stars are going to be playing during the clay court season. You know, keep your eye on them. They're going to do great things." That that's kind of how I interpreted it because you know. Like John Millman said, I mean, if you were just going to take the best clay court players, you would have to put a Diego Schwartzman in there. I mean, totally. Fognini, it's, it's ridiculous. I, you know, I don't know about Fognini did lose in the first round of uh, the Morocco tournament this week. So I don't know. That one doesn't look so good. But yeah, there's other guys they could have chosen. But, you know, they're all about that next gen. They, they are, but it's still just crazy to not have, you know, Diego and Fonini and Chechen, like, Tiafo should not be in there. Tsitsipas, 
even to an extent, I don't really think should be on that list. Uh, he hasn't proven himself to me. I feel, I feel like though, like for the casual tennis fan, those guys may not really identify with a Diego Schwartzman or like a Chechenato. Is everybody just by looking at their face going to know who those guys are? No, you're, you know what? You're totally, I mean, you're totally right. This is completely, you know, a marketing scheme and right. uh, a way to, to, you know, get the people involved. Uh, but uh, you know, from, from us, the, the tennis, you know, aficionados and, you know, oh, for sure. it's just, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it is what it is, man. I, you know, they, they could have, they could have gone a different way with it, but I don't know. I, I like the next gen guys as well. So maybe who knows, man, maybe Tiafo is going to win Monte Carlo next week. And, and you know, he'll be, he'll be the first guy on that page. Well, that would be a sweet hot take. I, I, I think that would be awesome to see as well. And maybe I, I'm, that's what... I'm not, I'm not picking that by the way. <laughs> oh, you're taking it back now. I see. <laughs> I just, I just threw that out there. All right. All right. Fine. Well, well maybe that's where we move on to just the last little segment uh, considering that today is, you know, Thursday, it is throwback Thursday. And so there have been, you know, a few tweets that have thrown us back in time. Uh, so just a, a few interesting facts before we wrap up, you know, on this day in 2005, Delpo wins his first professional singles title in Chile. Uh, and four years later, he was a U.S. Open champion. So uh, that's a, a cool little throwback. Also on this day in 1995, throwing us all the way back there, uh, eight-time Grand Slam champ Andre Agassi hits world number one for the first time. Uh, Also a a cool little throwback. And then the last one, 39 years ago today, Tracy Austin becomes the world number one at the age of 17. Uh, You know, just a a, a crazy impressive feat. And so those are just a a cool couple little throwbacks that, you know, we're going to hope to to keep bringing back uh, to these these Thursday pods. So kind of cool there. But before we wrap up, Matt, you know, a- any last words, anything to say before we uh, close this? I think that's all for me, man. I mean, it- it's definitely cool to hear about some of those throwbacks. I mean, I don't even remember Delpo winning his first tournament, you know, back in <laughs> 2005. That's crazy. But I will always remember the 2009 U.S. Open final where he came back to beat Roger Federer. That was one of my most enjoyable tennis matches that I've seen in my entire life, and I'll never forget that one. So, uh, I'm right there with you. I remember that match clearly, and uh, you know as well, don't remember him winning that first tournament in 2005. I was nine years old, so I uh, <laughs> can't say I was even watching much tennis at that point, although I was playing a lot of tennis yeah. at that point. That was probably my peak of tennis, to be honest. I think... In the tens in SoCal, I was like <laughs> top ten or top fifteen, and then it, it literally all went downhill from there. So, um, but anyways, enough about my junior days. Matt, the cracks to Koyak. Thank you so much for for joining me today. Uh, and of course, we're we're gonna have to do this again because uh, you're you're just a, a whole lot of fun. Oh, I appreciate it, man. Absolutely, I'm down to come on anytime. It's always a pleasure, Rothman. And with that, of course, I have to give a special shout out to our super producers, Maxwell Fleener and Daniel Westoff, who as always have a of a job to do with the editing. So one last time from my amazing co-host, Matt the Cracks Kovac, from the entire team at Cracked Rackus, I am your host, Max Rothman. And Matt, what do we say? That's a break. There it is. And we'll see you all tomorrow.